Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everybody, uh, just wanted to give you a quick heads up. Uh, this is was originally supposed to be a one-part episode on Storytone, but we had Joel on from the Neil Young Canadian Posting Facebook page, as you'll find out, and as you probably already know from the title of this episode. Um, but uh, we had so much fun that we ended up splitting this into two parts. Um, I don't know where I'll end up splitting it, but I just wanted to <laughs> I just wanted to let you know we had a ton of fun recording this one. Joel makes all the Neil Young memes that you've see, that you see and that we share on Facebook, and I think bleeds over onto Instagram. Uh, Great dude, he runs another uh, Neil Young podcast. It's in French. It's called Don't Be Denied. Um, and if you're a French speaking person, definitely check it out. Great dude, great conversation. Talked about Neil way more than we normally do, which is great. Uh, if you're into that sort of thing <laughs> which you are because you listen to this podcast uh, but anyway here's part one of our conversation with Joel about story tone hope you enjoy can you guys hear me yeah we hear you all right cool I just um, reset up on turn stuff. turn yourself up a little bit how about that better yeah better, better? yeah sweet what do we got here don't look shoe oh. oh you guys why do you guys drink like hey, pussies? <laughs> Why? Actually, this one's pretty good. Look at this. You drink like you drink like female disc golfers. It's a, it's a strawberry hibiscus. Oh Jesus! Here, I'm, like I'm just Roth. I'm just having iced tea tonight because I'm taking it easy. Nice strawberry hibiscus margarita style. This but one's it's iced tea made in Ireland. I think uh. you'd like this, Joe. Um, probably not. Or maybe if I used it as a mixer, yeah, might go good with my whiskey. Mike, we're drinking like Disney princesses because this album oh, was clearly right. built around <laughs> Disney princesses. Oh, then I should have I should have made something special. We have a lot to talk about, boys. We gotta, <laughs> well, there's a ton. Of, yeah. I mean, so what, how much are we covering? We should. Yeah, are album. we doing it at all? Because I, I listened, listened to all three of them, and so then I. I I I wait. I just took so much time to listen to the solo stuff and the orchestral stuff back yeah. to back. Yep. Well, and then and then you and then you didn't even need to because mixed pages is a perfect way well, to. Well, it's, it's you would think, right? But not really. Real, we'll real get into quick. That later on. Real quick, just so we can kind of gauge where we all are. Rank them best to worst: solo, 
The, Mixed the, Pages is my favorite by far. Oh, see, I think Solo. 100%. He should have just released this. He should have just released the solo tracks. One hundred percent. I originally tracks. thought. I originally thought that, but then after like doing some research and stuff, I for what he was going for, I think he should have just released mixed pages. Yeah. Really? Mixed, I got. Yeah. I got. I got uh, words for mixed pages because I thought because some of it's good, but it's uh, it was frustrating to listen to. I would do. I would solo to me is solo. If he just did the solo thing, I think this is a really right. great record. Oh my and, god, it's so good. And I know, like, I know why he. I don't know why he does anything. He's fucking Neil. He's, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not gonna claim to know. Right. But uh, I it's mean, he's questioning that. Yeah. He's getting into a new relationship with. You know what? We got Joel joining us in about 20 minutes. Yeah, so we we're should, gonna talk story we tone save with some of this. The world's biggest story tone fan, Joel Desmaris Racine, oh, who I you've seen. You've seen his work all over Facebook. The man's an artist. He's going to come in hot, he said. He's coming in hot. <laughs> man's an artist. He is. And he's the, he's the French-Canadian <laughs> meme, meme master. You, you know what? I think we ruined his Neil Young meme page. Why? <laughs> because before us, he just made funny Neil Young memes that every Neil Young fan would get. And now, <laughs> now it's getting a little esoteric. They're right? so meta. And yeah. No yeah. Talking about like uh, Dude, the- my, my favorite by far is the cover of Everybody's Rockin' with Roker's head over yeah. Neil's. That's the best. That's my. Yeah. Fa- I want to make that into a T-shirt. Or like uh, Everybody's he, Roker. He made so one. Good. Did you see the one he just made with? Uh, it's Daryl Hannah from Kill Bill, her <laughs> her snake character, and then uh, she's he photoshopped her onto. Uh, Look at Chubbs from Happy Gilmore, and he just wrote, "It's all in the hips, the oh midnight snake hips." <laughs> oh my god, that's oh, brilliant! Shit, here I he haven't is. seen that. He's already here. Let's just bring him in. You know what? Yeah, let's, be- let's bring in Joel. All right, here we go. There, <laughs> there he is. Bobby, got- stop he's- dancing now! God damn it, Bobby! Hi, hey. I don't know you. Give me back my purse. Okay, Ed, just a minute. Nerdity. <laughs> That's my favorite shoe when he's going through he's going through Bobby's stuff and he finds the bar, like the Barbie. Yes. He's like nudity. <laughs> so there he is, Joel. Hey Joel, what's here? up? What's up, Joel? Hi, guys. Oh, man. What's, what's up? How's it going? Uh, uh fine. It just got off work. Nice. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh thanks for joining us, man. Do you do you work in propane? Is that why you had a King propane, of the Hill avatar? Propane accessories. <laughs> no, I wish I work in a uh, in a drugstore. Oh, Mike's Ooh, Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is our Neil Young podcast where we mostly talk out of our ass while going through the works of Mr. Young. It's Mike Shue and the Condon Boys. Trans and Harvest and Illinois We're gonna sit and listen to each one It's Long May You Young uh, Welcome to Long May You Young, uh, one of two uh, Neil Young podcasts that we know about on the planet. Uh, my name is Mike Shu, and along with Luke and Russ Condon from the Bandtown Meeting, we're covering Neil Young's uh, musical output album by album in order. 
and then we do extra stuff. We've done some interviews. We talk about his films. We have a Patreon. Uh, you can find us uh, at Long May You Young on Instagram and also Twitter. And we have a very uh, active Long May You Young Facebook page, which uh, the gentleman who joins us now does the other Neil Young podcast that we know about. Don't be denied. Yeah. And the only a, one. The other only, one. The, the only <laughs> other one. The only other one in French. In French. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, so, you're, we're, if, you, if you don't know French, we're still your only choice, and we are not apologizing for that. I feel like uh, Joel should give, us a, give all our listeners, all our youngsters, a, a welcome in French. Yes. Bonjour, fan <laughs> de long me you young. Beautiful. Thank you. That was beautiful. Just so you know, just so you know, the message I, I, sent, I sent you uh, during Christmas, it uh, was all cursing words in French. <laughs> <laughs> was it really? Yeah, oh, that's great. <laughs> but but uh, not against you. It's just, it was like, uh, it was like uh, these guys are fucking great. And, uh, they're, oh, all right. <laughs> they're the shit. And, uh, we, have, we have a lot uh, of uh, colorful words in, in, French, in French Canada to, uh, to curse. Ooh, give, like, me a, give, me a good, give me a good one. Tabarnak. Calis, Chris, Osti. What is what is, that? <laughs> what is Those are all words uh, that they use in the church in the fifties and sixties. And now we 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 sorted we, we sorted uh, took them for ourselves and and use it uh, in everyday situation like uh, tabarnak is a motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> nice. nice. How do you say it again? Tabarnak. Tabarnak. <laughs> Oh, I'm definitely remembering that. Next time I'm at the I'm at the Acadia Club in Gardner. I'm gonna miss that one out after a few beers. Hold on, Ru when Russ does it, he just sounds Russ just sounds like he's from Mars Attacks when he does, tries it. Tabak neck. Yak yak yak. Make me to your political leaders. What are you drinking, Joel? I'm drinking Pilsners. There we mm. go. I think it's a Canadian beer. Nice. Um, me and Russ are both drinking some uh, fruity seltzers because we're feeling like Disney princesses after diving into this album. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And I'm drinking whiskey so I can just forget most of the grand orchestration that went on during um, this album. Did Joel, you listen to all three versions of that album? Yes. Yeah, we did. Yeah. 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 We didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about it beforehand, which we should have. So luckily all of us just did that anyway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'll, I also watched yesterday the, the film on, on the archives. I didn't yeah. see that. You sent me that, but I didn't, I didn't even know it existed. It's horrible looking. God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like he's still using that, that handy cam he used for the muddy track video in the 80s. You know, it's like it's on VHS or something. I, and I, I think he's, he's filming monitors. It looks like he's filming like right. security cams or something. It's a, it's a weird choices. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the typical Neil Fucking Neil, man. Fucking yeah. Neil, man. Fucking say Neil lo-fi. Say what you will about Daryl Hannah, but she, she's a better filmmaker than yes. Bernie Shake. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joel, you listen yeah. to all three and watch the video. Right before you hopped on, we were kind of quickly ranking the solo, the uh, full orchestra, and then the mixed version. Where do okay. you kind of, where does that line up for you? I think I think the, the the orchestral is the worst one definitely. Yeah, I agree. The the, the mix the, the mix maybe it's a mix mixed feeling mix in, the, in between and the solo is the better one. 
I agree. And yeah. uh, it's not great. It's not shitty. Uh, like, uh, like for me, the worst of Neil Young is still is still better than the best of Maroon Five. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll agree right. with that yeah. actually. Oh yeah, hundred percent agree sure. with that. Absolutely. Hey Daryl, I got them moves like Jagger. <laughs> Hey, also, uh, da hey, Daryl, again, this is the one about you. We got to the one that is about you. Yeah. We've entered the Daryl era. <laughs> we, we're, hey, Daryl, we're into the Daryl verse. Did you see, the, did you guys read the Pitchfork uh, review of this? Um, I few, think I, I did. Know. I read was, a bunch of them. It was stupid, but they did make the a man needs a mermaid joke. And I really oh, yes. It, you know? Yes, I did read that. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Very good. Yeah. Um, so, Joe, he, well, before we go on, can we just uh, get let people know in case they they're they haven't figured out who Joel is since we talk about him all the time. So, Joel, you uh, you do a Neil Young podcast called Don't yeah. Be Denied. And now, how do you do yours? Like, we were covering album by album, and we just drink copious amounts of alcohol and get really shitty about it. But how do you, how do you do your podcast? Yeah, and Joel, did you hear when we read the, yeah. from Nick Ding Dong? <laughs> Nick Ding Dong. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I, I can assure you that's not my mother. <laughs> but thanks to Nick Ding Dong, it, it was very nice, uh, very nice uh, like, uh, commentaries. Um, but... Uh, just want to cl clarify when he say that uh, I I think um, I what was it again the the, song, oh, the, uh, the Neil's voice is uh, the old laughing lady yeah yeah yes it, yeah I I know the song is not about that I, uh, in my podcast I say the the song is about uh, many people uh, in kind of like a, a village he's meeting all those people and it's a metaphor for for death and life and all those things. And after that, I said, I always, I always thought that uh, the, the, the title sounds like his voice. Mm. So, so it, uh, it's kind of it's uh, uh, a good uh, parallel, I think. Oh, yeah. like the title, like an old laughing lady. That's, yeah, right. yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yes. But you're not, saying, you're not saying every verse. You're, you're saying that each verse is, is to the particular thing that it might, you might perceive it to be the... Yeah, it, it, alcoholism, it, it, like we talked about, or shoot, you said that one of those verses was, um, what was that? The one you said, uh, shit, now I'm drawing a blank. But then, yeah, death as yeah. one of them. And, right. And, but yeah, so you're, you're just saying that it kind of is like a, the title seems to, like works in that way, but yeah, it's not, it, it, it's it not was, for everything. Yeah. It was like a, f a funny perspective to me. Nice. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, uh, yes, my, my, my show, um, I, 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 I Sorry, I, I I don't speak English very often. I Neither understand. Yeah. <laughs> I understand everything, but the the, the, spe the speaking part of it, I don't do that often. I've been to the I've I've been to the U.S. Uh, like two times in my life, and every time it was New York. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Um, uh, the way I do my show, it, it's in chapters, like a book. Uh, I'm uh, currently at chapter four. And I, I, I cover uh, period, periods like uh, the, the, the first chapter was uh, is birth to uh, 68. And uh, the, the second was 68 to, to 70. And now I, I, the last chapter was 70 to 72. And now uh, the next one, uh, I'm, I'm going to call it the Ditch Trilogy. So I'm going to do uh, 73 to maybe uh, early 74. I don't think I can cover all 
73 and uh, a, that's a big time that's, that's a, big a busy time, time. Yeah. yeah yeah yes well, that's, that's the best of some arguably the best time too you know right yeah yeah yeah. so i think i'm gonna stop just maybe just maybe at, uh, at the beginning of the on the beach sessions yeah and 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 i'm doing it um chronologically so so i'm gonna do tonight's night before the on the beach because it's make more sense to me oh wow the way, the way you did it oh nice cool. okay yeah. So That's this, cool. make, this is making me long for those albums to take right? yeah. 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 Well, we just we just subjected ourselves to three different versions of storytelling. So who wouldn't want a little tonight's the night after that, right? I will yeah. say, I will say, and again we'll bounce we'll bounce all over the place, but uh if he had just released the solo version, I think I would have and I do have fond like fond things to say about this album. I think it's well written. I think he gets the point across on a lot of stuff, and it's I don't know. I, I really, it, for the most part, enjoy the the solo version. He just loses me with uh, with the big band stuff, and I don't begrudge him. He's Neil, like we've said in the past. Like I think Russ said said it at the past. Like Spielberg, he doesn't have right. to do anything. He's just doing what he wants to do, and he recorded that in the same studio that they did the Wizard of Oz. Uh, he sang into Barbara Streisand's mic, so it's like a cool. Yes, you're right. Uh, he, he's probably got a like a cool vibe doing it, but uh, I it just didn't connect with me as much. Well, he he wanted to kind of recreate those old Sinatra albums with Sinatra in the same room as the orchestra, right? With him, him singing along. live, yeah, and the orchestra yeah. there, and I think he playing around him. really liked that vibe. Like he, I think he really truly. Well, he said it was like one of the most thrilling moments. I can of imagine. His life. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that too. Like you've yeah. got, he, he said like the sound of ninety two right. uh, musicians playing as I was singing was thrilling. So yeah, yeah. of course the feeling it was really good. That's pretty awesome. With a oh, lot yeah. of things, and you guys are musicians, so Barely. You know, it may feel really good while you're creating it, and then the next day you wake up and you put that, you know, whatever tape or you listen to that file, and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and also, Luke and I, Town Meeting has played with an orchestra before. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. and It was cool. I, I would say that when we were, like, rehearsing, that was a really cool vibe. Like, being in, in, the, in the studio room... With all the you know all the musicians playing and us playing and it like being together, then when, when it happened live, it was. I think it was still cool. It, it was, was cool. It was good, but uh, just it was a much different experience. It's also and again, this is just a youth orchestra. So uh, in Maine, they they have the main youth rock orchestra, and they played with Guster. They played with a bunch of like bigger bands, but uh, the uh, it makes you realize. <laughs> Like anything makes me realize how how much better I could be, and I don't like uh, like I can't read music. And he's like everyone to this page, and it was cool to see like like one of Russ's songs. They had made sheet music, and it mm. would it would have been useless to us. I don't, I can't. Read yeah, music. we wouldn't have known what to do with looking yeah. at looking at it on a paper, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, Paul McCartney is the same way. So fuck it. I don't Paul know. McCartney can't read music. Uh-uh, none of the Beatles. Really? Did. I don't think and so. Who was the, the guy Beatles? that was most open? Maybe like, like maybe Martin George, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Well, George, yeah, George can. I mean, he was he he studied classical music. He recorded. No, no, no. I said I was talking about George Harrison. Oh, George Harrison. Oh, yeah. fuck. I don't guy. know. I don't After know. After watching Get Back, he's my least favorite Beatle. <laughs> what? Seriously, he's no. so whiny. He was just all he did was, and I, you know, I understand the reasons why he was whiny, but after a while, it's like we get it. 
Okay. He was, he was uh, fed up. He was fed up. Oh yeah. All yeah. the, all the, all that shit. And yeah, I get it. I get it. But we you know can't, what? We can't do this if we go down this. <laughs> if we, we if, talk about we're fucking back. done, and we already have because right. I've got so many opinions. Because I know, I know, Luke and I both feel like Ringo is the goddamn star. Of that yeah, thing. Yeah, kind of oh is. yeah, man. Ringo was literally the anchor. Ringo. That the I, I hope, and and the anchor. I hope that yeah. everyone came out of watching that being like, you know what? Fucking Ringo deserves all the praise, man. Yes. He was yeah. he was a goddamn it, trooper. It, he it turned me on Ringo like in a good way. Um, yeah. Russ, turn your mic down the tiniest bit. Yeah, I know. I feel like I'm spiking a little bit or something. Um, so, do you want to? Do you guys want to get? Into I was going to ask how, about storytone or? Yeah, let's. We should probably talk about it as a, a general, which mm-hmm. we've already sort of dipped into. Right. And maybe we do song by song and talk about each version. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, I, to... yeah, I've written down stuff about each version Same. and the ones that I think are are better. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, we just go song by song and be like, I like this. What I like of this version of it, and then we talk about each version of each song, maybe, um, and then generally each each album. You know, see, much like the Beatles, Joel, we do everything in the studio, <laughs> and I just we did not we, us to the Beatles. We don't have this figured out at all. <laughs> well, this would have. Yeah, the thing is, also, we would have figured this out, and then none of us would have remembered. It. You know, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Before yeah, we do right. that, though, I do want to just say, uh, you know, I'm. I'm I'm beating a dead horse here, but we have a Patreon. If you go to Patreon, oh yeah, we have responsibilities. Slash, yeah, <laughs> slash Long May You Young. Uh, you can uh, get bonus episodes and all kinds of stuff. But I did want to read a few comments. Last week we released bonus episode number six, uh, Archives Volume One slash Disc Three, Live at the Riverboat, and people <laughs> were commenting on it. But Mike, this one I liked. Oh boy, uh, Ricky oh, Harvey boy. wrote, "Thanks oh, for Ricky an- Harvey." <laughs> She wrote, thanks for another bonus episode, even though you think we are dopes for paying for this. <laughs> um, well, and- people that listen to the regular podcast are youngsters. People that pay for it are suckers. That's what I'm going to call them. <laughs> Yo, but you know why we say that, Ricky, is because we all have like... Wait, you know what, Shoo? Self- Shoo, Shoo, are they, are they right, blood exactly. suckers? Just like Neil? Oh, yeah. There is a vampire uh, reference in this album I'm excited to get to. <laughs> But uh, no, Ricky, we only say that because our self-esteem is terrible and we right, can't imagine right. anyone we, wanting to exactly. pay to listen right. to us. And we love you, Ricky. She's been there since the very beginning. Yes. yes. Yeah. And we appreciate um, you listening this but whole then time. She, she goes on to say, love the beatbox, which I forgot we did. And then, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. Jesus. Uh, but he, then she writes, sorry, but I also love I've loved her so long and have since the first time I ever heard it. Oh, boy. So. Yeah, Shu, you don't like that song. I like that song. No, that was my cut tune, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I like yeah. this song too. Did, did you did you hear the version Neil did with Graham Nash at the Greek Theater in '69? No. Nash is on the back vocal. This is gorgeous. This is oh, a wait. Ver- Have I loved her good- so long? Yeah, yeah, I loved oh, her really? so long. Yeah, yeah. This where, is where very- do you find that? I think I think it's on the archives. I think. Oh, it's, okay. Uh, but but it's not a it's not a soundboard take. It's like uh, it's like a, a muddy soundboard tape. But it's very very uh, gorgeous. Well, one thing we there, have learned we one thing we have learned is that when Neil does something with Graham, just Graham, it sounds fucking beautiful. Yeah, like that yeah, version yeah. of Birds is yeah, yeah, so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Luke, am I supposed to be? Am I supposed to share my screen and do that whole thing? Yeah, just, but not just yet. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, and Joel literally commented on that because Joel is a patron. Thank you, Joel. Yeah. Uh, but he wrote about that version. And then this was r- related more to uh, the a letter home, but Sarah Lynn Carlin, Slynn, 
wrote a few years ago i saw al caprillion working at the macy's in the mall of new hampshire (laughs) oh my god oh really like (laughs) a few years ago i I don't believe that is he not on tv anymore he must not be working at the macy's we need that hurts my heart we need to get to the bottom of it. We, we should start a Kickstarter her. for we him. We should get man. Al on the show then. Yeah. We should see if I can get him on the show. Joel has no no idea with this. Joel, Al <laughs> no. Caprillion is I don't one of the greatest. I mean, Al Roker is a yeah. hack compared to Al Caprillion. <laughs> okay. The man has more personality in his little finger than than Roker or Stills ever will. Is okay? he also a wetter man? Yes, yes, he's also yeah. he's he's the best weatherman I've ever seen. In I would my say life. he's the world's weatherman, if I'm being honest. <laughs> well, let's let's not get misguided here. Um, we do have two new patrons, uh, so thanks to Peter Franz and Mike Thomas for uh, joining the the crew here. And as always, we're going to thank our old silver silver gold level patrons, uh, Craig Bitch. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. Craig, bitch. Forever. Every time I see that name, <laughs> every for time that. I get a notification from Patreon and, and my phone says Craig, bitch, commented, I'm like, <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Thank it's you so, so much. funnier every time. Um, John Locke, who just uh, messaged us, he's, uh, he's coming to our show, Russ, this uh, weekend to the Boston show. So it'll be pumped. Nice. Oh, what are you playing in Boston? Uh, he, Aaron, Aeronaut in, uh, I think it's in Everett, oh, not Boston. Oh, the Aeronaut Brewery? Brewery? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. That's a good place. Um, and then uh, Mark Ray. <laughs> Uh, we should talk to him again because I I would be curious to uh, this this album made me think more about Neil's car. Ironically, him talk doing one song about saving the earth and banning. Oh, fracking. I wrote that down too. And then the next, the literal next song is him being like, "I gotta find oil. Yeah. I want to just well, drive I, forever." I got some thoughts on that. Well, I know, I, I do too. I do too. Like that. I, yeah. I think I know. I think he did it on purpose too. Um, but yeah, so thanks funny. to those, thanks to those patrons. And then just real quick on Facebook, I posted the album and we got a few uh, comments. One was Joel saying, "Today we <laughs> ask how much story tone is too much story." Tone? I know, right? Oh my god. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, and I just posted it, so there won't, won't be a ton, but, uh, also we had told people like to email us and then did you guys see that email from Fred EB? No, no. Melvin J. Watt, someone in Nolens who wants to send us swag. Oh yeah. I talked, I, I did see that email. I just, uh, and I think I brought it up on the last one. Um, What kind of swag are we talking about? I don't know, but they want to send us some swag. Maybe we can get him to send Joel some swag too. He's got a Neil Young podcast. He deserves swag too. Yeah, Mike, we should send Joel. Yeah, definitely. Mike, he wants us to se- he wants to send us beads, but you know what you got to do for those. <laughs> well, I've lost weight, so I'm down from a B to an A cup. He might be disappointed. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and then the only other comment so far was John Locke, who said, "Just fired it up, and now I remember why I don't remember it." <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, but then he said, edit, forgot to ask, are you doing the solo version or the Phil Spector version? Um, we're doing uh, all we of the We listen versions. to all of them. All of the versions. <laughs> we're just gonna do, yeah, we're just going to cover all of them in this, right? We're yeah. not going to bother well, doing we'll, we'll go As we go along, song to song. Sure. Yeah, we don't have we'll to have, play. But what I'm saying is, like, yeah. we're not going to, we're not, when we, because when we get to when he released mixed pages, we're not going to, like, cover mixed pages. No, we're doing that now. I thought that's what I'm saying. Just, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah just that's hit, what I'm saying. Like, hit all three versions at once. Yeah, yeah. I don't have. Uh, spoiler alert: There's no version that's not the solo version that I like the best. I like all of the solo versions the best, personally. Okay. So, I mean, I'd say mostly. I'm. Um, I'm. Um, yeah, but I do have a couple that I. I. I do like the orchestra stuff. Yeah, I. I actually, there's a couple of orchestra Me or too. big band arrangements that I do like. 
but I like the mixed pages. Like, I think there's a few of the mixed pages that I, I think work really well. Right. Well, let's so, get into it, shall we? Yeah, Are we done with uh, social media? and? Uh, yeah. Also, Joel, I think you missed it, but we were we, we made sure right off the top that we complimented your your meme artistry. Yes. Oh, my God, Joel. <laughs> and, yeah. and we also apologized because uh, Luke was saying that you you had that page and it was just general Neil memes. That and Neil, now, <laughs> real Neil fans would get, like, across yeah. the board. But now it's sort of like the long may you young. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the official meme page of your podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and sometimes the jokes are just for the listeners and the, and the youngsters. I, and they're right. so layered. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like how you yeah. say sometimes it's like 85% of them. <laughs> Dude, the Roker... The Roker on the Everybody's Rocking album cover is my it's, favorite. It's so good. That's it's right so up there good. with uh, Sarah Lynn putting a fedora on a sperm. Oh, that's back right. in the early days, which was fantastic. It's just it's, it's just so fun to listen to your show and doing memes at the same time. Right. <laughs> Today I'm gonna take a break because I don't want to miss any of the conversation. But uh, oh, okay. be, be sure I'm gonna I'm gonna be aware of every uh, yeah. You'll you'll, take, you'll go over to the side, take a note, and be yeah. like, oh, I Excellent. gotta make that a meme. Yeah. Um. Yeah, fuck yeah, let's get into it. So right. we already mentioned the whole. Um, there was a, a a good article. I think you had, you read from it, Luke, or maybe it was Yushu. But the the pitchfork one. No, not the pitchfork one. But when he talked about going into the studio, uh, yeah. and, and the and the whole like Wizard of Oz, Barbara Streisand vibe, and um, yeah, that whole thing. I have it on Thrasher's Wheat, which became, which became. Part well, of- no, Thrasher Thrasher's Wheat is still its own thing. Yeah. It's still its own thing, but yeah, he but has it a, on the archives. Right. It was, um, yeah. I think, no, yeah, Thrasher's Wheat, right? That's the that's the really huge one that's been going on for yeah. a long time. Yeah. 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 There was another they, one that he kind of, uh, that they absorbed into Neil Young archives. I forget, I it, I forget what that was oh, called right. right away. Yeah. Thrasher's yeah. Wheat just started, uh, they call it Thrasher's Wheat Radio, but it's basically a podcast. So yeah. I'm, yeah, so that might be another Neil Young podcast. We have to investigate that. Yeah, we'll that, that one's, a, a, you know, that one's in Slovakian. So, um, <laughs> you know, good luck with that. I bet you that, and I love Thrasher's Wheat. I go to them a lot, but I bet you that podcast is very, like, on 1968. You mean, like, accurate? And- yes. <laughs> good. Right, yeah. But right. now that we're teaming, teaming up, maybe we'll have to... To, to beat those guys yeah <laughs> yeah there just, you go just uh oh, we're, we're we're not gonna beat uh, anybody we're all we all love neil yeah you know yeah. i like a, this i like it splitting into fractions it's Let's the rocks back pages guys. guys you got to watch out for they're the ones that are they're like the cobra <laughs> kai of the pantheon <laughs> podcast network all right this they strike first, fight. No mercy yeah. you know they're john crease is their producer so <laughs> you know um but the uh the solo one i mean Nico Bolas again, right? Yeah, and Al Schmidt. I don't know if I know him. He uh, he used to be the brewer of Schmidt's Gay here. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. I do remember. Chris that. Farley was in that commercial. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, this is um, this is well. Let's let's just do a little background on it. So this came out in 2014. This was like I think six, Joel, check me on this. Six months after a letter home. I think. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm not. Yeah, uh, it's it was really word. a yeah, short yeah. period of time. Yeah, yeah. After a letter home, not like a letter home took a lot of time to record, as you can tell. But 
Um, so <clears throat> there, there was also a lot going on in his life at this point, as you know, as we mentioned before, his marriage with Peggy was breaking up. He was starting to see Daryl Hannah. There was the big Pono push at this time to get funding. Yeah. Um, he fell in love with the actress. He, he yeah. literally, again, fell in love with the actress. Right. So uh, Letter Home was... Uh, Letter Home, I believe, was lo- like the release spring, date, like release date was 4-22-2014, right. and um, story tone was 11-04-2014. Right. So just not that long. Not and, long and, at all. Uh, this is also when he started getting heavily involved in the Keystone Pipeline um, issue. Which I and, love and that he Protesting did. Keystone Pipeline and yeah. getting involved with the, um, the Native Canadian community. That, that's where he met Daryl. Oh, yeah, that's at, right. At Greenpeace. Yeah. He met her in 2013, so there's a possibility that he, 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 he began his affair with her before divorcing Peggy. Oh. So there's that also. The, it's kind right. of sketchy. Right. Well, because they, yeah, that... they went on that long, they went on that road trip in his yeah. link, link vault or whatever. So, well, he, he, he actually mentions that in, in the, one of the, or a couple of the songs, like mm-hmm. meeting her, you know, right up front in the first yeah. tune. He, he kind of, alludes to that also yeah, before we talk about the production let's let's just talk about the overall themes of the uh, of this album which kind of uh, uh, kind of left me uh, at, at first when i heard, heard this in 2014 i was uh, I, i was may, maybe not not so not so down on it because so many factors so here's my hot take on this album this sounds like you're The 65 year old dad just divorced your mom <laughs> out of the blue and now he's at the the thanksgiving table and he's smooching all over his new girlfriend and it's <laughs> and it's gross and it's <laughs> <laughs> wait hold on hold on joel is neil young your dad <laughs> yeah we find out yeah You'll never be my mom. He's a strange yeah, son. But, but, hey, Joel, what are you doing in there? <laughs> yeah, he calls from downstairs, upstairs there. But that's a good point because my dad introduced me to Neil. So I, I always saw him like, 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 kind of like a father figure because yeah. this, this just, uh, it, it, goes, it goes on together so well. I, I've been listening to, the, to, to this man's music for uh, 20 years and my dad is also a big Neil Young nerd so now the old Neil Young is is kind of like a father figure to me and mm-hmm. um, w- when he, he, he divorced Peggy uh, I, 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 of course it's his life we, we, we don't want absolutely do yeah, whatever he wants yeah it's not our fucking business but His earlier album about where he sings about love and it was so well documented. So we knew every details about everything. So we, we kind of, we read, we, we read through, through that in the songs. Um, there's not many books about Neil, Young, Neil, Neil's, Neil Young's life after to the, the, to the early 2000s. So mm-hmm. there's, there's just a, uh, Waging MVPs, his book, and mm-hmm. uh, he, he's, not, he's not reveling so much in, in that. Right. So well, we have is... to assume uh, what happens, but it, 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 feels, it, it feels very uh, sudden and it feels very cold, like... Uh, 
like like uh, even Pe uh, even I think Peggy was uh, taking uh, taking uh, uh, su uh, was surprised by 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 the divorce. So, huh? I'm not I'm not I'm not that down with it. Neil Young's in love and I I have to accept his new girlfriend like that and just <laughs> believing in all all those and I all this those is, uh, beautiful uh, this is how said. this is how I know Joel's a way bigger Neil fan than I am <laughs> and and that he has been forever is because he's saying this like uh, like my daughter would be like can you believe what Pete Davison did to Kim Kardashian? Like he's, he's, that's how invested he is. So he's like, what? A Daryl Hannah. What? Like, which well, I, Joel, I, mean, I love. If, if you, if you, if you read the lyrics of some of the tunes, it sounds like Peggy had had, had it with him. That's what yeah. it sounds like. Yeah, of course, yeah. that's Neil's side. Again. Yeah. Know? That's Neil's. And I'm sure, you know what? She, they were together for what? 35 years. Yeah, and I'm time. sure living with Neil Young's not easy. No. Um, do you but, think? Uh, do you think like you used to do? Is that about Peggy? You think? Yeah. I oh think, yeah. I, I think maybe it's the only one about her, and it's brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually, you know, besides the environmental statements he makes, I actually labeled my notes Daryl's song, Peggy song. Yeah. Oh. On here. Yeah. Because I could just, you could just tell. Yeah. And um, actually, he did come out with another book around this time, Joel, called, uh, let's see here. Yeah, I, I have it written the, down here somewhere. The cars and the, the dogs. Yes, and the... yes it's, yeah, uh, it's Special Deluxe. Special and Deluxe, it's about yeah. the cars that he's had and, the, and how they related to the points in his life. Um, so, and, all, and also the dogs that he had. <laughs> oh, is, are the dogs in there too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the Great. cars and the dogs. <laughs> right. So, you know, he did, he did have that book out at this time, but yeah, like some of these songs, the way he describes what was going on with Peggy, it seemed like that it was a lost cause, but that's Neil's side. Right. You know? Of course, I, 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 I don't want to be intruding in his life. He, he does whatever the, the fucks he wants. He, you, you know, I, I'm not like a, a, a paparazzi. It's just that, you know, Harvest Moon was an album about Peggy and it was so beautiful. And it, of course, it, it made us believe, believe, believe uh, in th that relationship so much that all of a sudden he just breaks it off like that and we just have to assume that okay this is neil's new girl and uh, uh, he, uh she's so wonderful and we have i i think the lyrics also in in this in this records are are way less uh, are are very less subtle than harvest moon so they're yes, very on the nose and They're, they're, they're he not... he gets more and more like that through the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah. his writing, it's it's. I mean, there is some 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 sort of poetic stuff in here, but I think there's some good lines in here for sure. Yeah, there yeah. are absolutely. I, I but I'm just saying, though. through the years, though, he he gets more and more like this is what I'm saying, you know. And it's <laughs> right. Well, it's yeah. less. It's less. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What you, did you say? Less poetic, Russ. Uh, I just uh, yeah. I said that it there there yeah. is poet poetry in it, but for the most part. It's 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 uh, not as poetic as he right. was, you know, right. like I mean, on the becomes, beach or something, you know. Right, it's, he becomes more direct, at least in the issues yes. that he's trying to tackle. Just, like living with war, he was more direct, and and then here the environmental <laughs> issues. He's you know, there's no, there's no 
we, there's there's like no metaphors. No, you sure. know what? I no. think because because Neil's been so direct, I think I need to be direct right now because Neil listens to this podcast avidly. We've proven that. <laughs> sure. So Neil, sure. I'm going to address you. You need to apologize to Joel because you hurt him when you left Peggy for Daryl. And if you don't apologize, he's not going to cross your name off his list like in Billy Madison. <laughs> you think Joel has? You think um, Joel has a list in Billy Madison of people he wants to maybe <laughs> Neil Young, Stephen Stills, <laughs> just like three Stephen Stills. Yeah, yeah. There's Eda Bernie Fiedler who Eda ran Peach. the riverboat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some character from King of the Hill. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I will say, Joel, as far as you know, what you were talking about with the whole. Uh, older dad getting divorced out of nowhere and we have to take his side that this is true love and whatever, whatever. I think in I'm Glad I Found You, that like first line kind of, uh, to me, speaks to what I think yeah. is where he's at. That whole like, so many people don't understand what it's like to be like me, but I'm not different from anyone else. I'm glad I found you because I think it's one of those yeah. things of like, Daryl Hannah's been in the spotlight in the, you know, celebrity light for a lot of her life. And, you know, it's not easy for her to just go outside and, you know, get a coffee or whatever without, like right. you said, paparazzi type of thing. Right. And, and now Neil's had whatever, you know, however many 50 years of, of the same type of thing. So now he's at this point in his life where it's like, oh, he's got this new relationship and they have this shared bond of being in that celebrity hmm. spotlight thing. So, like, to me, that first line kind of is saying to to fans and to people who um think well it's it's a tricky thing because you're right he has spent most of his career being like uh like you said with Harvest Moon here's this beautiful love that I you know whatever or just throughout his whole career we've picked apart his lyrics and um he's put it out there for us to he's made it obvious in ways and then in other ways it's poetic or whatever but I think what he's kind of saying now is, uh, this is for me. Yeah. And it doesn't, I, I, you know, it's, uh, there isn't a way I can really explain it to all of right. you guys. You, you Like, you kind of need to know that you don't know me. And, and also, I'm the same as you. It's like one of those weird things where if you, uh, if you listen to someone for so long you think you know them but you've never right. met you've never met right. them right you don't really know them <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what i'm saying and he, yeah. he, doesn't, he, he, he doesn't own us anything and no I, and, and I'm, I'm not saying i'm not saying that you're saying that i get what no. you're saying it's just yeah. like a and sure a shoe i bet you probably have a better understanding than any of us do because you were on the radio for so long people i mean i can speak to it myself like luke and i listen to your voice and we have this understanding oh shoes on this radio station this radio station to me means this because i worked with these type of guys who listen to this radio station so in my mind i already put that name mike shoe goes mike in, shoe is in my Moshpit. head is that what you're saying though? yeah 100 like percent. yes yes right, precisely right. yeah i thought Which you had I, the I would be proud to be like dan Moshpit. right but it does yeah. it doesn't take long like uh my wife and me became huge impractical jokers fans like towards the beginning of the pandemic or like a couple of years before. And then recently Joe, he's one of the jokers. He got, like split up from his wife. And we oh yeah. Meet. Yeah. He, yeah, that's right. And yeah. uh, we talked, me and Leanna talked about it for like, uh, like two hours. And then after like, finally I'm like, wait a minute, we don't know them at all. We don't know any, <laughs> right. about yeah. any yeah. intricate details. Like that's what I mean. We, every single one of these people 
are people, you know, right, like they, right. they like that's they the thing is a whole is that, different life than what you see. Like, right. yeah. And they take shits, you know, like it, they brush their you teeth, know? hopefully, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that type of thing. That's all the little intricate. They sit, they sit and on a couch and like put on a show and think like, fuck, mm -hmm. I should probably be doing something else. Right. You know what I mean? Like they do all the right. same shit that all of us do. Russ, um, I don't think vampires defecate because they that's don't a good point. eat food. That's so actually, yeah, you got a good point. Shit yeah. for some but what time happens now. with all that right. blood? Does it just like... It, it just it, nourishes their yeah. the darkness inside of them. And the, gotcha. the Yeah, so... Gotcha. Um, yeah. But I don't think they eat, so he doesn't he probably hasn't really right. taken a shit that's in a long true. time. Just, that's a good I don't want to get technical, but... Hey, no, 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 yeah, you're I don't right. think yeah. I take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Russ? I was thinking that that line you were talking about, that it wasn't so much like I've met someone who kind of knows what it's like to live in public, but it's more like I'm just like everybody else. And the, and you know, people I in need, the public, uh, yeah. I need to feel love. I need to feel belong. I, I feel love. I feel heartbreak. I feel stuff like everybody else does. Yes. And so I found this, you know, his, the, the love in his life was eroding and it was becoming bad. Yeah. And he was losing kind of, it sounds like in the lyrics, what I gather, he was losing hope. And yes. then this new love renews that hope and a, and a, a vision of life. And I think he's also saying that about the environmental issues that things are bad. Yeah. But if we if we show our love to the planet, then things will have a better outlook. Right. Be and more so, hopeful with the climate and yeah. you know, with, with our future generations, our children, our, our grandchildren and stuff. I wanna I wanna revisit what you're saying there, Shu, when we get to uh, who's gonna stand up because I wanna like okay. get more in depth in the individual song of that. Okay. But um what I will say as far as uh so to go back to the, the that one um article that i found on thrasher's wheat was it, it, it uh it starts off by neil saying and i think this is in um response to mixed pages he says the story tone records have been a labor of love thanks to all of you who have purchased them and then this is the the part i really want to neil talk. saying this for us yeah he says these songs were written during a period of profound change in my life everything i want to share is there and to me, that is that says it all, literally. Right. He's saying everything I want to share to you, listeners, and thank you for being listeners, is is here. It's in here. Right. It may, it may not again, like in that fucking Neil Man way. It might not be your favorite fucking thing, but what I want to say to you through this medium, it's here. It's in and here. I, and I think, despite what you think of this album or these songs or the way they sound. If you read the lyrics, there's no, there's, I can't, there's, I can't deny, there's no, there's no doubt that he's exposing himself here. Yes. Yeah. You know, he's, he's being vulnerable Neil here. Yes. When he's not talking about the issue, like environmental issues on this album. Right. You know, and that's what, that's why we love Neil because he's, he's yeah. a raw nerve sometimes. He's, wears his heart on his sleeve. You know, yes. he's definitely doing that with some of the lyrics on this. One album. more, Luke, I know you're about to say something. One more quick thing on that article. Uh, he goes on to talk about the actual, and you actually, I think, read from that, Luke, where he talks about the Wizard of Oz and the Barbra Streisand. But then towards the end of it, he says, this has been a complex experience. And as sometimes is the case, I have had trouble letting go. Um, the solo versions have all the heart and soul, yet the orchestrated versions have the beauty and depth that these songs cried out for. And then, of course, in this part, he says, I listen and listen on my pono. 
<laughs> Shameless <laughs> self-promotion. <laughs> Finding the strengths. Because, again, I believe this article is in response to the mixed pages aspect. Oh, okay. He says, Finding the strengths and weaknesses of both versions, unable to settle. After the record was handed in and finished, I continued working, trying to find balance between the two approaches I had used. And then he talks about mixed pages or whatever. So, But I think, again, that him admitting, yeah, this is complex, and sometimes I just can't let go. You know, that's also a part of it. That's the part of what he wants to share is that, I, yeah, it's just as difficult for me as it right. is for all of you, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So go ahead, Luke. Sorry. Yeah, well, I was just gonna, I'm just kind of reading comments as they come in on our Facebook page and Mario Boff just writes what a mess about wow <laughs> oh Jesus uh, but also we uh, just took 30 minutes to say those two those three words but I don't, what a mess I, I don't even really agree with that because I do I love the solo I don't yeah. love it but it's not it's better than a lot of uh, like I'll I would go to this solo more than I would a, a lot of his other stuff definitely more than a letter home oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'll I'll re-listen. Yeah, to, yeah I'll, exactly. I'll re-listen to some of this solo stuff and some of the the Honestly, mix even, and the orchestra stuff. Not all, not most of it, but some of it. Even, I will I will re-listen to some that over Letter Home and like track, some of the other like, stuff. Plastic Flowers is a great fucking song. It's a very reminiscent of something off a of barn that uh, don't forget love or whatever the last track off a of barn is. It starts off the same, but then it's not the same song. But uh, oh shit, I forgot about this. Uh, rest in peace, meatloaf, guys. Yeah, and fucking Louis Anderson. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, no shit. Feels like There's so many week, people dying now. Every week now. Can't even keep up with it. People are just, hey, you know what I'm just realizing? This is the first episode where we actually took the first, whatever, however long we've been talking, and actually talked about Neil Young. And it's I think it's because Joel's here, and we're trying yeah. to impress him. We are. <laughs> Russ is. Russ yeah. switched his whole background. He used to have that poster, and now Russ has a pull-up bar and a guitar. He wants everyone to know that he fucking wait. What? He wants, the, he wants the gun show to keep going, man. <laughs> what am I? Bad? This has been my setup for. Oh, last time I had the Neil. Um, I was in my living room. Also, Thich Nhat Han died. Yeah, that's it? right. Thich Nhat Han, man. That guy was. Who's that? He was a. He. He's, he's a, a, like a, a monk. Uh, is he Vietnamese, Russ? V- yeah, Vietnamese. Yeah, he is very amazing, much amazing spiritual teacher. Someone who yeah. really like opened people up to meditation. Yeah. Okay. And um, it's something I practice, and and uh, I've read one of his books, and uh, yeah, the guy is. Yeah, I've listened yeah. to. His, I've like listened to his, some of his talks and stuff. So he's he's great. Yeah. All it right. So really there we go. We we veered off like we yeah, usually right. do. You know, and well, I'm uh, just saying it just it feels like you were you're right. It feels like every other day now there's some fucking. Yeah. 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 2022. Just ease up. Yeah. We, we had oh, here, here in Quebec. We had a, a, a singer songwriter who, who was found dead this week. It was uh, it, it was like um, it was it was kind of popular. He had a he had a, a bunch of song on the radio, a popular song. And uh, since the pandemic, nobody had seen him, and they found him uh, dead on his uh, stu- stu- oh, studio floor. Who's this? He, uh, his name was Karim Ouellet. He was uh, he was a, a very good singer songwriter. I'm not a fan because it was a, a very pop, but. Uh, it's, it's, he probably killed himself in his studio just Oof. after after two years of not doing wow. shows, not doing anything. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, 30, uh, 37 years old. Oh man, so, Jesus! Uh, yeah, young. So, yeah, all all Quebec is in is in grief right now for for him because he, he, he was he was he was kind of big deal, uh, kind of a big deal. So 
Oh, that's yeah. so sad. Yeah. Not, even, not- though, even though Canada is just like right to the north of us, there are so many artists that they are huge up there that we, you know, like the Tragically Hip is the best example to me of a band that is like so huge, that was so huge in Canada and maybe made a scratch here in the U.S., despite just being north of us. Yeah. You know, you never heard the Tragically Hip on the radio down here. You never heard anything like that. And they're such a great band. And, but yet it's like, at least where we are, you know, like five hours away or eight hours away, you know, Canada's right there. It's, it is kind of you know. wild how it, so much just slips through the cracks because Canada is not far from us. At least in no, the it's, it's, clo- it's closer than New York sometimes. It's, <laughs> it's just a few hours up the road. For yeah. Us, for it, crying to, out get to, to get to Montreal, it's, 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 it, it, it's quicker than going to Bangor, Luke. Uh, yeah. Well, we were in Bangor. If we just went an hour more north, we would be in. Canada. No, no, it doesn't. It's not the same. I'm not saying technically. I'm not being exact, <laughs> oh, Russ. Yeah. But. Actually, it's technically like. Uh, <laughs> Mike, do you do, do you have any friends at Chaume Rock at Mon- in Montreal, 97.7? No, no, I don't. Um, this is the the rock state the the classic rock station. It, it's been there like for uh, well, 40 Neil, years. Neil mentioned them in the Riverboat album, right? I mean, he he said you may have heard this one on on Shumrock. I forget what song it was, really? but he mentions them like even back in the what was that? That was like sixty what sixty eight? No, yeah. no, that was sixty nine, seventy or something like that. I, I'm not sure that this is the same one. I think they 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 like uh, us in Montreal. This is shown with a with with, with an O. C-H-O-M, oh. and I think uh, he, uh, there was also a radio station in the 60s that was a C-H-U-M. Oh, okay. So I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm just going to Google it uh, quickly. But uh, yes, it, this is kind of, uh, this is an institution in Montreal of, of classic rock and roll since the, the early 70s. They, 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 they recorded shows by Genesis when they, when they came here and they, uh, yeah, 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 they're cool guys. Yeah, I miss, I miss that. I miss radio stations carrying entire concerts. Yeah, that used to happen all the time, Mike, all the way up through the, through the '90s. It would happen in Boston. There were shows that, like the the war between BCN and AAF and FNX. You know, those those people would fight to carry just entire live shows from clubs like you know like the paradise and stuff not even the big arena shows but from like clubs and stuff it was really great and i kind of missed that and that and we're here to say mike is here to say he's going to bring that back to the pike I'm bringing it Worcester. back he's going to yeah. do the whole town meeting show this saturday at aeronaut right. brewing he's going to do that's the whole right. thing on the pike this saturday <laughs> on on the pike hd5 so you have to have high high def radio and at least five channels all right. That's, right. That's right. Joel, is that a Predator 2 poster? Oh, yeah. <laughs> two. You guys are obsessed with the, like, the, the second sequels of movies. Why, why do you have Pre- that? Predator 2 is a sick movie, man. This is. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to watch that for a Patreon. Well, we have to watch Back to the yeah. Future 2 first. And right. Then we'll right. Yeah. Predator 2. I've never seen Predator 2. you never seen Predator 2, man. This is. It, it's so violent and so gore. The, 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 there, it, it's in the city. This, so this is the continuation of the. Uh, of the jungle but it's it's the concrete jungle and it's gang wars and the predators come in between them oh. 
Danny Glover is the is a cop uh, with okay. a no nonsense cop, and, he, and he's chasing the Predator. Man, <laughs> does he play Riggs? I know, so I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is basically the same character. <laughs> That's amazing. So it's just Predator That's Two, awesome. Lethal Weapon Three, <laughs> with aliens. Right. Just, but Joe Pesci's just, the alien. Tur- He just curses us more because you know it's R-rated movie. Yeah, so yeah. awesome. It just yeah, sounds like awesome. the worst. This sounds like Jason goes to Manhattan, which was arguably the worst Friday the Thirteenth ever. Hey, no, but, but Predator versus Alien, I gotta say, I enjoyed that immensely. AVP, Alien vs. Predator. Did yeah, you really? Yeah. The other one was fucking terrible, though. The second one. Right, oh, I didn't the, see this. There was a second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, it was the, bad, man. Really the, bad. The, the one called Re- Re- Requiem, I think. Re- Requiem, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. That was like all dark lit. Like you couldn't fucking see anything. Horrible. It was really bad. But AVP, see, I enjoyed too. I like this. Yeah. Is, this is good. We veered off of Neil. Now we're talking about yeah. something completely unrelated. So now we're back to normal. Yes, this is I was this getting worried. Like we were talking about way too much Neil. So yeah, there was way, way, there was too, way much too much Neil. Much Neil on going on, here. Going on. Yeah, way right. too much. I also just love that you point out his poster and Joel goes, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Of course, man. Stupid. That's the best one. <laughs> yeah, Russ, he said it at like, wait, you guys don't have Predator 2 posters? <laughs> yeah, he's like looking house. around like, what? The it's fuck? just like a Canadian thing. They all have them. <laughs> Hey, right. Daryl, right. dust off my Predator 2 poster. <laughs> yeah. hey, Daryl, these guys like Predator 2, too. <laughs> Were you in that one? <laughs> We should do a mermaid versus Predator. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I think Joel got a huge bone yeah. when you said that. <laughs> Sorry, I got I, I to veer us off again, but Luke... What do you think? I mean, Tom's got to be coming up soon, right? On Dead Eyes? I don't know, man. I don't know. That Come last, on, was that last was episode good. was so good. Have you listened to Dead Eyes, Joel? The that podcast? Oh, that's uh, good. No. Yeah. What is it? It's uh. It's, it, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it's so. It's just. It, we're gonna. I'll, I'll give you the quick version because we got to get off this. But uh, it's a. <laughs> it's this uh, kind of improv actor, small time, gets a role on that show Band of Brothers that came out like in the early 2000s about oh, World War II. Yeah, yeah. But then, uh, so he gets cast, but then right when his episode's about to come up, uh, he gets fired by Tom Hanks because he has, <laughs> Tom Hanks says he has dead eyes. Yeah, and then you, it, you, you talked about that then. Yes, yeah. and it That's ruined him for 20 years, and then finally he just started making a podcast about it, and it's great, but the last episode he interviewed Colin Hanks so it's oh jeez, uh, it's great. That's like us. That's like us, like interview, us. Yeah. interviewing Astrid and and right. Nils, Nils. You know, yeah, we're like right, like right fucking there. Volick, you he's know, ne- he's it, never coming on this fucking thing. No, 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 no way. All right, let's 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 get back to story tone, and I'll just, um, you know, as you guys mentioned, he recorded the orchestral stuff, uh, you know, in the same place they recorded the stuff for Wizard of Oz and. He used the same mic that Barbara Streisand uses. They recorded the big band stuff at this uh, club that used to be, uh, used to be a club. It was a studio now called East West. And the two guys he worked with on this, Chris Walden and Michael Bearden, are both big-time Hollywood music uh, writers, arrangers, producers. I mean, they are well-entrenched in the Hollywood entertainment industry, which is kind of a theme as far as the production of this album goes. He was just going for big. He was going for that, and he got it, in my opinion, but he was going for this big sound. And so, Chris, like Chris Walden's work with Michael Bublé, 
and uh, our favorite, Luke Christopher Cross and Diana Krall and Paul Anka. More importantly, though, Chris Walden uh, was the musical director for David Hasselhoff. <laughs> so, seriously, after working with the Hoff, working with Neil is probably a walk in the Wait, park. Wait, did the Hoff imagine. ever? The Hoff made music? What are you kidding me? He's the number one music artist in what? Germany. What? <laughs> yeah, man. The he's like the Bruce Springsteen like, of Germany, and he's not even German. That's like better uh, than Falco. <laughs> Isn't Jackie Chan like huge as a musical artist Is in China? He? Did he make music? I'm pretty sure. Oh, I gotta look into yeah, that. Yeah, man, look man. it up. I'm pretty. I'll Google it while you keep talking about the record. But Hasselhoff, yeah. So he worked with Hasselhoff. He's uh, he also was a musical director for the Oscars and American Idol. So you're you're talking. He worked with these guys who are used to working with big big productions. And then Michael Bearden has he, like, he was the last musical director for Michael Jackson yeah. when he died. I saw that. Uh, and right. Lady Gaga and, too. Right? And Lady Gaga, and he he was the musical director for Lady Gaga's Super Bowl performance, which I thought was great. Yeah, it was good. It was really awesome. She was uh, she was one of the rem like memorable ones. Yeah. So and then also Michael with... Jackson's Super Bowl might have been the best one, if I'm being honest. Did he do the Super Bowl? He killed the Super Bowl. Did he halftime? And it was like before it was even like really a thing. Also, do you know you don't get paid for doing the Super Bowl halftime? No, show? no, you don't. Isn't that but, wild? I mean. Well, it's what? because it's got it's got a hundred million viewers, right? So yeah. you're you're kind of like, yeah, I'll do it to get my stuff. Like when the weekend did it, you know, the weekend to me when the they said the weekend was doing the Super Bowl halftime show, I was like, why? He's nowhere right. near big as big enough as as anybody should be doing the Super Bowl. But it was probably a big thing for him. But Michael Bearden also did the Oscars, the Emmys. Yeah, he did. Uh, he was the music director for Empire. Okay. Um, he did uh, Obama, both of Obama's inaugurations. Wait, Obama made an album? No. Yeah, man, it's fucking sick. <laughs> Number it's one in like Germany. He, it's nothing. Yeah, right. It sounds just like Hasselhoff. Uh, and then he says, he said, this Michael Bearden said this, that once Neil recorded with the orchestra, that Neil said, don't even touch it. There was no mixing involved. That he said Neil wanted it as is. Wow. So that's that sounds like Neil. It sounds like yeah, a Briggs. Yeah, it it like actually it. sounds like something Neil learned from Briggs. You know, it's like, don't fucking play with it. Just put it out there. And so that so these two guys he worked with, with these orchestras and the big band, I mean, they were heavy hitters. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Not to mention he had uh, like big time session guys. Like I thought, you know, on the, on the uh, what, what's the song, the... What's the one uh, you don't uh, here? Hold on a second. Because I was really surprised by this. Like um, you used to. Like you used yeah, to. Yeah, like do. you used to. That's Wadi Wattel playing the solos. Is it really? Yeah. Yeah, that's not Neil. Oh, that's yeah. that's like good friend of Danny Korchmar. Yeah, we can't get away from the coup chair, Mike. The coup. The, well, the, that's the wrecking crew. Is, is he? No, he's not wrecking crew. But he was in that. I don't think. No, but it was like Wattel, Korchmar, Kunkel, Lee Sklar. It was that Lord, that yeah. kind of like that whole Laurel Canyon Jackson yeah. Brown so band kind of thing. This album, at least these versions, not the solo, like the actual album versions, Mike. They really they hit on all your nerves because all the big band stuff are seem to be related to Cooch, and then all the orchestra stuff has serious Nietzsche vibes to me. So <laughs> yes, oh yeah, I wrote you know that what? Nietzsche would have been proud. Oh well, yeah, Nietzsche. 
I actually prefer Nietzsche to some of these. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. Nietzsche is is kind of like so over the top. Well, and Nietzsche's responsible you know? for old laughing lady. That's true. But as far as the orchest- orchestral stuff, Russ, you know, like yeah. man needs a maid and, and uh, there's a world. Know, there's a world, which I always say Jiminy Cricket could easily yeah, yeah. sing there's a world. <laughs> And it would sound perfectly normal. It, it would actually sound more natural than Neil singing. I, t- I, th- I texted you guys today. We were driving. Uh, I was driving my daughter back from somewhere, my 13-year-old. And we were, I think it was Tumbleweed we were, came on. Oh, my God. Yes. And I she, want to talk to you about this. She said literally, like legit asking if it was Kermit the Frog singing. So when my it- daughter was 13, <laughs> she heard... I have this, like, I just put all of Neil's albums on one playlist. And I just, sometimes I just throw that on and, and yep. just, it come whatever. And Tumbleweed came on when we were in the car. And she, that's when, I think I told you guys this before. She was like, who's this? And I said, Neil Young. And she went, is Neil Young a Disney princess? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. where I get the Disney princess thing from. My daughter said that. I was like, oh my God, it totally sounds like a fucking Disney theme yeah. song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the old, yeah. we'll get the into old, it but the old orchestral album sounds like a musical from 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 beginning yeah. to end sounds like he's doing a play yeah it's, right yeah yeah, yeah. He, even with the big band songs he, he he's, he's like telling a story he's, he's talking about the blues and he sounds like he, he's acting out a, a play do you remember, yes. do you remember when i called neil adorable <laughs> yes. Do you yes, think I can't forget that. When he does stuff like this, I think I think he's giddy. I think that's the word for Neil. I think he's just giddy. Oh he's yeah. Giddy. I, I think he wants to do shit that like he wants to do. He wants to have fun. He yeah. wants to do something that you know, he wants to be surrounded by the ninety two voices and the and the huge orchestra and the big yep. band all playing and he's singing into a Barbra Streisand mic. Yeah, like he's just he's riding he, high. He's yeah, he feels great. He's feeling good. He's got Daryl Hannah on the phone, yeah. you know, like he's He's fucking giddy yeah. he's giddy Lee. Yeah. <laughs> giddy Lee. He was very much in love. So so this album is very, very positive. The, yeah. The, he's, yeah, the like, Daryl songs are very positive and it's yeah. very like overblown romantic. Yeah, you know, yeah, these are these are like old school, like I said, Sinatra, very yeah. romantic, like crooner almost. Like, yeah, I got this girl and she's a real babe, you know, kind of thing. And um, so also, sorry, shoot, Jack, no, Chan, Jackie Chan is a prolific singer. Is he really? I never <laughs> yeah. knew that. He I started, gotta seek out started, that music now. He started producing records in the early '80s because he was singing. Holy shit, really? He was, okay. Yeah, he was singing the theme songs for like uh, the closing credits of his films and stuff. And yeah, he became okay. Next, popular. next patron episode, we cover two albums: a Jackie Chan album and a Hoff album. Please. Oh my god! <laughs> and yeah, we can I'm do. I'm totally up for that. We can do a. We'll call uh, it Rumble in the Hoff. <laughs> we can do a Joe Pesci album too. No, I don't oh, want to do shit, that. that's right. I don't want yeah. to do that. All right. Uh, wait, uh, let's see. That's, yeah, it, that's all I pretty have on the background of the actual recording. Um, he, he also loved not having to play an instrument while he was singing these, the orchestral stuff and the yeah. big band cool. stuff. The big band he loved stuff that. Too. He said it gave him more of a freedom and a co- totally different kind of feel. He said it was one of the most different things he's ever done in his life. So yeah, I bet he was giddy, Russ. I bet he was just like was giggling the whole time and, you see him in yeah. the movie. He's he's even wearing sunglasses between. Yeah, in like got, yeah. four songs. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he's living it, man. Yeah. So he's owning it. Before yeah, we get now. into song by song here, and this is really dumb of of 
but I wrote this down <laughs> and but it's perfect for this podcast and how stupid this podcast is because he recorded in the same studio as the Wizard of Oz I was curious if you guys had the same answer as me to this question if Neil was in the Wizard of Oz who would he be mm, that's a good one cowardly lion okay Mike mm, that's a tough one Neil would be uh Neil would be the scarecrow, but Crazy Horse would be the flying monkeys. <laughs> Absolutely. Crazy Horse is so flying monkeys. I mean, so, Ralphie and Billy and, and Poncho and even Danny. No, he's not the, he's all. not the, yeah, he's not the cowardly lion. I, I think he's got I, no, he is the cowardly lion though, Russ. Really? I don't know, man. He's more scarecrow. He looks he, like the cowardly lion, but maybe he acts like the scarecrow. Actually, I can kind of see him as all of them in a way, man. Uh, like, think about the Tin Man and the cars, and that he's got to oil himself yeah. up. And like, me, I think it's the Tin Man. He's looking for a heart. He's looking for a heart of gold. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. Right. right? And he's that's definitely good. Dorothy. Yeah. And he is the wizard. Uh, that's what I'm saying. He's fucking. Wow, dude. We're getting too close to cracking the code here. We got to calm so, down. We got to so calm the fuck this down. Is, this is interesting. I don't know if you guys knew this. If you. Start landing on water right when the lion roars for the Wizard of Oz. It sinks perfectly. I mean, Hard Luck Stories is totally like they're in the poppy field, you know? It's yeah. fucking amazing. You guys should try sure, that. I'm pretty sure Cooch is that fucking angry tree that throws apples at him. Yes! Holy shit. <laughs> hey, Dorothy! Oh, yeah. Hey, Dorothy, pay no attention to the man behind oh. the curtain. Yeah. Amy Lou Harris is the good witch, Glenda. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Course, yeah. yeah. We can't say anything bad about Amy Lou. Who's the bad witch? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Stills. <laughs> <laughs> he yes, is the bad witch. Absolutely, Stills. Crosby is the cowardly lion. Yeah, 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 for sure. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Come here, my pretties. I'm gonna make love to you. There it is. There's the Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young reference for this episode. All right, it's, drink. it's yeah, drink everybody. Um, drink. All right. Shit. I I uh, okay. We I just because I want to I want to try to remember to do this. The album cover. Each version is some some painting of the link. Oh, folds. he did that by him. He, yeah. Oh, yeah. Him and his Linkfold, right? Are they um, different? The different versions? They are different albums. Yeah, the uh, the the well, no, well they're, the, they're mix, the same. pages. The mixed pages. pages is like faded. Oh, okay. uh, it's it's like the side view. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll show you. I mean, not that this matters for. That's mixed. Pages. Oh, that's right. okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which that's I think I, I like better. I actually like yeah. that one better. I like the mixed pages one more. All right. We should start. We should start. Yeah, we should, but I got to pee. So, um, can we take a quick break? Pee break. Cool. I'm going to, I'm going to real quick just refill my glass. I'll be right back. All right. One morning in June, some 20 years ago, I was born a rich man's son. I had everything that money could buy, but freedom I had none. Yeah, tell him Hasselhoff. 
Hey, we're going to stop it right there. That seems like a good natural uh, breaking point. Um, we're having a ton of fun with Joel in this episode. It continues on. Uh, so the next episode will be part two of Story Tone with, uh, with Joel. Uh, please check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Young. Check out our website, longmayyoungpodcast.com. And, uh, you know, check out, like, we're on Instagram, we're on uh, Reddit. We're all over the place. But, uh, you know, find us, interact with us, and we'll, uh, we'll finish up the Storytone saga uh, on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Catch you then. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.